Good morning, all Ryan Tupper with you this Monday morning. It is the 20th of December 2021. <laughs> a day, a month, a time, a year that will live in infamy for everyone. But we're getting there. Has anyone, has anyone noticed themselves getting a little kind of weepy without realising it a bit more often than you might have before? I, you know, the, where, where, where your, your eyes... I, I'm, I'm not talking about the keening crying. I'm just talking about filling up. You know, that, the, the kind of the, the, the prickly eyes where you go... And it could be somebody watching an ad and seeing the sad reindeer. It could be something like seeing somebody struggling in the wind going for a walk. <laughs> Sometimes you find yourself going, is everything okay? Is everyone okay? And it's also not necessarily sadness. It can be beauty. Uh, it can just be moved. I, th- I think that the cosmos, the more I talk to people, uh, has forced people into a, this sort of uh, strange... Not, you know, the weepy realisation that the world can be very beautiful and can be quite dark and depends on where you are on a given day. This morning, let me begin with a big thank you to everybody who uh, donated on Friday night on our Late Late Show Vincent DePaul special because uh, I'm delighted, really, really moved again um, to tell you that, they, that they, the number currently is at 1.5 million euro, which is just... <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I've said it so many times. I'm just bowled over, but I really am. Um, you can choose to believe me or not, but I really am. Um, 1.5 million euro, uh, that close to Christmas in the middle of a pandemic, which I would have thought was, uh, I could have said at, at the end of a pandemic. I can't say that now because really it's, it's, uh, it's all up in the, well, <laughs> physically up in the air, as a matter of fact. But uh, svp.ie, 1.5 million euro. Thank you to everybody for doing that, to dig so deep at, at such a, tricky time is is remarkable and kind and generous and loving and uh, it, it, it puts a little bit of uh, love in the air and joy in the air when you see that and it's going to make an enormous difference so thank you to all the people who work in SVP but also the people who donated and to everyone who got involved on the show um, on Friday night, really appreciate that I think it really um, hammered home the, the, the messages those letters that were read out by Robbie Keane and Colin Farrell and Magello Donnell and Bob Geldof. And then, of course, Sandra was on with us as well, talking about her story. And Brendan and Jenny, um, or Brendan and Carol and Jenny Gibney also talking honestly about, in Brendan's case, his own experience with the Vincent DePaul and his then his fundraising for them, which he does if so generously every every year. So thanks is what I'll say. So we'll begin off that on that good note, very, very good, positive note uh, all around. And I hope you're all doing fine uh, this Monday morning. We are days away from Christmas Day and it might feel amongst the less Christmassy um, atmosphere-wise uh, times in recent years. But nevertheless, we'll pull together by doing things like we did last night, which was watch the Muppet Christmas Carol. I can assure you that if you watch that, you will be infused with the kindness and the fun and the joy of Christmas it's it's one of the one of the greats um, so give that a look um, I'm not sure if it's I, I was going through the RT guide doing that thing that I've been doing since I was probably 14 which is get the highlighter out and go yeah don't forget to yeah don't forget to yeah don't forget to watch or record the following so I've got some there's some great stuff on TV so go through that and uh, you'll, you'll find generally all the films that I mentioned will all be given a run out as they are at this time of year the journal.ie report, this is a strange one, the National Parks and Wildlife Service, yes, has brought almost 50 prosecutions for illegal hedge cutting. 
Now, this isn't something that I'd be that familiar with because I don't have a hedge and I don't cut hedges. But if you cut hedges during the bird nesting season in a given year, you're liable to be hit with a fine. You can't be doing it. Um, hedge cutting should not occur during the bird nesting season and it's an offence under the Wildlife Act to cut hedge vegetation between the start of March and the end of August every year except in, ex- to, in uh, express circumstances for road and safety concerns. Now, it's just in case you're thinking, can't wait for March to cut my hedge. Don't don't be doing that. Uh, the hedgerows buffer Ireland's rural road network. They act as natural barriers between farm fields and they are a cultural mainstay of the countryside, play a vital role in maintaining a rich biodiversity. Tapestry, fines, costs and donations to charities totalling nearly €45,000 were just above were paid by the guilty parties this year from 17 cases alone. So how do they find out who's cutting the hedges? It's obviously whistleblowers. In many instances, cases of suspected illegal hedge cutting are brought by, to their attention, by members of the public. And they complain and say, can't be doing that. They send photos or geolocation data and uh, they say, don't be doing that. So, yeah. so hedgerows, protect them and be careful. Now, I met a few people over the weekend. Uh, one guy, welcome home from uh, Canada, home to for a month to surprise his mammy, which he did successfully. And uh, gosh, I never saw two happier people as I saw yesterday as they were walking along with their dog. Uh, so pleased about uh, being home and getting back in the world with their fo- he had He hadn't been home for, I think it was nearly two and a half years, he said. Met another guy the other evening, home from Australia with his children. And he stopped to say he listens in every morning and uh, watches the show and so on. Um, uh, as did my friend from uh, from Canada, say a friend who met him yesterday, but uh, he was watching the toy show. It's lovely to hear that and come back home. But they're home to visit the mammies and the daddies. And it's just, if, if you are home and you happen to be tuning in this morning in your kitchen in Ireland, as opposed to in Brisbane or Brighton or Boston, welcome home. I've been saying it for ages and ages. The, the island awaits you and you've made it. And it's great to have you here. Andrew Marr, of course, the BBC presenter, signed off after 16 years presenting his Sunday morning show uh, on BBC. Uh, how did he sign off? Well, you would imagine Andrew Marr, he's, he's written many, many books uh, on English history. He is, uh, I would imagine, an intellectually uh, power, an intellectual powerhouse. And he got to the end of his 16 years on this programme and did the following. I have been wondering how to close this final show, but I can't do better than quoting my great mentor. You stay classy, San Diego. Yep, he went full anchorman and said... <laughs> people are watching going, did he? Did I just... Did... Why not? Why not? I watched. I also watched over the weekend uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. I, it's. I'm not really big Spidey guy, if you can say such a thing. But I'm interested in this whole Tom Holland uh, phenomenon and his girlfriend Zendaya. We talked about them last week, and she's now uh, just. She is now one of those people in the world who are one name. She. It's not Zendaya, you know, O'Reilly. It's just Zendaya, and I'd seen her in Dune. She has the most extraordinary face and eyes, uh, and in Dune. They, they, they. You see her face, and it, it reminded me of. Do you remember the girl who was photographed in National Geographic all those years ago with the stunning eyes? Uh, it's the same, same kind of uh, look. Anyway, we'll go back to Spider-Man for a second. That's really good. I really enjoyed that. And part of the reason I wanted to watch that was because reports were coming back to my house from the younger people uh, saying that the new Spider-Man is really brilliant. And uh, actually, my youngest started playing me um, audio clips of cinema reactions to the new Spider film that people are cheering and whooping and hollering that they're so... So there's something... 
happening. Maybe it's among younger people. But I really wanted to tune into it. So I watched the Spider-Man Far From Home, which I thoroughly enjoyed as as complete and utter escapism. And the second thing I watched was, sorry, then, uh, so now I'm going to watch the new one as, as soon as I can. Now, back to Zendaya, who we saw in Dune and who reminded me of the National Geographic girl who is now a woman. And we found her this morning because we just wanted to find out whatever happened to her. And she uh, has just arrived in Italy as part of the evacuation of Afghans from the Taliban takeover of their country. Isn't that remar- remarkable? Um, she it, it was uh, brought out. Her name is Sharbat Gula. She asked the Italian government to help her leave Afghanistan after the American withdrawal. And she gained international fame in 1984 as an Afghan refugee girl. The war photographer Steve McCurry took the photo of her piercing green eyes, cover of the magazine. McCurry found her again in 2002. In 2014, she was in Pakistan, went into hiding when authorities accused her of buying a fake Pakistani identity card and ordered her to be deported. So she was, and she went back to Afghanistan, flew to Kabul, where the president hosted a reception for her. And at the presidential palace, while there with her, he handed her the keys to a new flat and said, welcome home, have the flat now. And now, all these years later, seven years later, she's asking people, can I get out of here? And sure enough, she did. And Italy have taken her on board. And uh, what a story. What a story. Uh, but that's it. It's amazing what watching Spider-Man can do to, to your mind. 51551, lots of texts coming in. We'll get to them in a second. Sorry to hear about the, pa- the passing of Il Divo singer, Carlos Marin, who died at the age of 53 with uh, what is thought to be COVID complications. And um, that is, is a very, very sad story. I, I would have met him uh, once in passing on the Late Late Show and uh, Il Divo. A very nice fellas, actually. Uh, he was married to a French-born singer, Geraldine LaRosa, who's better known by her stage name, Innocence. Another one name um, until 2009. So that's Carlos Marine who passed away at the weekend. Uh, Dolly Parton, one of my favourite people that I interviewed this week, this year, um, twice, weirdly, has broken her own record for the most hits on the US Hot Country uh, Songs chart by a female artist. 109 hits. Also set new records for the female with the most decades on the US Hot Country Songs chart with seven. And the record for the most number one hits on the US Hot Country Songs chart by a female artist with 25 of her songs hitting the top spot. She's amazing. As she says herself in her gracious way, I've had a lot of people help me get here. And thanks to all of you and all of them for helping me have all all this done. So well done to her. Very nice person. Indeed. 51551. Um, a text says, uh, for, for people watching the Strictly Come Dancing final last Saturday night, I think a lot of tears were shed and for many different reasons, says Bernie. Well, that's it. We were talking about that this morning. I didn't I didn't see that, but but um, I think it was the, the, the lady who's deaf, the dancer, won it. And I did speak to about her performance uh, that I'd seen through Gogglebox where they stopped the music and all you saw was them dancing where the music was gone and it was I, I, it was one of the standout moments of my TV viewing this year um, albeit nearly by accident as it's through Gogglebox but she won it uh, which is impressive and Rachel Blackmore was also very busy winning things this weekend um, she won the BBC International Sports Person of the Year Award well done but more importantly she won the RT uh, uh, Sports Person of the Year which is a knockout result for her and uh, congratulations. A very, very lovely person too. I met her a couple of times and great at what she does and very humble with it. So congratulations, Rachel Blackmore. W- wonderful result. The point is, uh, so that, that dancer is Rose Ailing Ellis is her name, just so I don't um, uh, lose that. 
The point is, Ryan, you're not likely to be prosecuted around where I live, for example, right, the hedgerows. They think March to August is the time to cut hedges is shameful. Good. Um, Mary was on. Just heard you say you find yourself a little bit weepy lately. Could be that an ad that sets you off, yeah? I'm exactly the same. I'll cry at the drop of a hat. Uh, the virus, I'd imagine. But I really think we're in for another year of it. So let's limit contacts and wash hands and do social. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, and as I say, it's not it's not something that I'm 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 against. I think it's kind of it's kind of nice, but it's it's just the I think it's everything, um, and um, it it can be happy and tears and 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 sad tears too, obviously. Ryan, try having pregnancy, childbirth and breastfeeding hormones raging through your body this year in the pandemic and imagine the extent of the emotive responses to reindeer on a TV ad. Or most other things for that matter. There's a car driving down the road with four wheels. It makes me emotional. How are things? Fine, thank you. Can you thank, thank Eleanor from Hannah Hats from Donegal who donated 12 Donegal Tweed caps to the homeless in Wexford? What a lovely thing to do. Uh, delighted. Thank you, Eleanor. Well done to you. Here on my day off, says Mary, on, uh, from work as a HC in a busy nursing home. And yes, I have one for uh, tears. Clo- I have uh, tears close to the fallout over the last week or so. It's very close to tears. From seeing a loved one peering in the window to see their parent when we had a scare of the virus again last week. Seeing her brought it all back again and a few tears slipped out. And then to see a fellow worker with such love put a resident's comfort doll down as if it was a real baby. More tears. And of course, missing family members that passed away recently. Yep, you guessed them. More, as you say yourself, filling up. Yeah, it's, it's not that you're walking around keening. It's just a fill-up. Anyway, digging deep to find and enjoy the Christmas spirit. Scared, scared too, actually. More scared this time around if we have to uh, be working through the, the, the virus again. I know there's a, there, it's, it's out there and it's, I think the pandemic's making it harder to be uh, as Christmassy as always. But uh, you try and find ways around it. And um, I'll tell you one thing. If you, a, a good candle... Is 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 uh, with a cinnamony Christmassy candle would come highly recommended, and I got a couple of lovely ones, and they're Irish Silche S O I L S E. I would recommend uh, highly. They're lovely, and I think it's Torque is the other one, where you, which is a beautiful one. That's which I buy every year from my local chemist, and it has it's big, big with four wicks in it. You put that in the kitchen, and it infuses the whole house. It's Gorgeous, very Christmassy. Um, T-O-R-C for that one. Uh, and they're Irish too, which is why I'm mentioning them. I was about to pop in for my milk to my local shop when some old Lang Zang uh, s- s- by Dan Fogelberg came on the radio and I waited to hear the full track and I was, as you mentioned, in the car having a little cry. Out of nowhere, it seemed. A great track, a mini movie and felt better for the t- I felt better for the tears. So happy Christmas to you and all the listeners as we dig deep once more. You have it right. And um, that's where we're at. Uh, one of the things I mentioned last week was uh, dogs and how if you have a dog, uh, there was a study that said if you had a dog during the pandemic, it was probably really helpful uh, for your mental health. And if you didn't, you, you, you're, you're missing out, essentially. And as I was reading that, uh, Sonia was listening to the radio and she heard me talking about the dog and that story. And she said, I'm, I'm an avid listener to your show. Great, thank you. Sir. I heard you mention last week that people who had dogs in lockdown had fared better than those who didn't. At the time of hearing this, I nodded in agreement as my ten-and-a-half-year-old chocolate lab, Harry, came bounding over for yet another cuddle while I worked away on my laptop listening to you. On Friday night, we got the devastating news that our beloved dog had two tumours and was in pain. And my little dog, who had shared everything with me from 
when he came into my life as a rescue nine years ago, he was sick. And I've been through bereavements and job losses and marriage breakdown and lockdown and COVID and he never left my side throughout it all. He kept me company every morning while my children were in school. He kept me fit, walking twice a day. He was my shoulder to cry and my snuggle monster and on an absolute joy in life. He gave me peace and love when I needed it and he never asked for anything in return. And we put him to sleep at 2am and brought his collar and a lock of hair home and we did the right thing for him and stayed with him to the end. I'll never be able to thank my Harry for the love he gave me, the smiles, the laughter and the utter pride I had for him. He was a beautiful soul and will always be a part of me. I just wanted to share this with you to let you know that this is what my boy did for me and I'm a better person for having him in my life, even though it was never, ever going to be for long enough. Thank you for reading, son. And that's it. The dogs in people's lives are, uh, I always refer to them as being um, the fifth Beatles in people's families. They're not necessarily the band, but they're a very important part of getting those albums out there and keeping you above water and happy in the world. So never underestimate the, as the film says, the power of a dog uh, in your life. And it's, uh, that's, that's, that's Sonia's story. In fact, I think as I was walking along the other yesterday afternoon, I was to, went for a walk and I was thinking, I think part of the reason I don't really want, I, not that I, I couldn't handle a dog is because you know that really dog's lifespan is quite short and if it's finite. And you know that the, the sadness of that is, is probably going to be so immense. I don't know if I could... <laughs> That's a that's a ten year maybe longer uh, investment in my emotions. <laughs> I just go. I think even down the line, I don't think I really want it. Well, let's see what happens. Nine twenty two. I'm gonna go with this. I'll protect you from the hooded claw. Keep the vampires from your door. like fire I'm so in love with you Holly Johnson and the Power of Love he did a kind of stand-up uh, version of it on Nevermind the Buzzcocks over the weekend, which I was listening back to, and it's, it's pretty gorgeous. John Connolly, great author, um, and among other things, joining us in a few minutes' time uh, to talk about his books of the year. So pen and paper uh, at the ready, or if you've got your note th- uh, thing on your phone, you can always get that. But it'll, for book lovers out there, it will, but you will get great recommendations. But not just that, he's got some great stories uh, regarding his new compendium. We'll bring you all of that in a couple of minutes' time. And uh, Eileen Dunn, our friend and colleague, has written a book with her sister Moira, which I didn't realise that their father had uh, was one of the of the, the people who started the All Stars, the GA All Stars, and so they've got a, a beautiful book called Fifty Years of GAA All Stars. Their dad Mick Dunn, among with a few other people, established them the All Stars in 1971. So it's called All Star Gazing, uh, which is a great name itself, and she's a wonderful person. And that is the, the book for the GAA lover in your life, for sure. Did you do Christmas at Dublin Castle? Lisa wants to know. No, I did not. Do it, do it, do it, she says. It's wonderful, it's magical. I walked in, 51 years old, I became 10. Oh, I like that. The lights, the carousel, the stalls, the smells. The choir was just spectacularly beautiful. But shush now, it's sold out. 
online, but it's free. And they have a separate queue for people who are passing by and everyone gets in. So don't tell any, oh, well, that's it, we're goose now. But nevertheless, that sounds beautiful. Um, Along with many of your listeners, says Mary, the tears are very close now. From adverts to a thank you from one of the residents at the nursing home where I work to volunteering at our local animal rescue, I constantly have a mug of tea on the go, if only to keep me hydrated. And now hearing Harry the dog's story has pushed me well over and truly over the top. And I have to go and do the food shop today and hopefully I can do it without a meltdown from another fellow animal lover. That's Mary. Happy Christmas, Mary. Um, pass the tissues, please. Tuberty's playing the power of love. <laughs> no, it's one of the, the video for this does not relate to the song, but it's brilliant. I don't know the video for, for this. I, I was a fan of uh, Holly Johnson and Frankie Goes to Hollywood when I was young. Didn't have a clue what they were singing or saying or doing, but I enjoyed the music. I know now, though. Uh, I, thank you for playing my favourite song by Frankie Goes to Hollywood, says a text. I love it so much. We played it as one of our first songs. We got married. Lovely. With all the bad news, can you give a shout out to my lovely new nephew? Of course, Thomas Pete, who was born on Thursday to my wonderful sister, Trisha, and brother-in-law, Ian, and big brother, Bobby, and sister, big sister, Julianne. Well, happy Christmas to you all. Uh, What a lovely uh, addition to your world. Good old Holly Johnson. Happy Christmas. Thanks for keeping me company every morning. This is Alison and Claire, part of the petrol station, blaring the power of love. We'll bring John into studio after this. The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1. All right, uh, gosh, I enjoyed that. Um, Now, text 51551. My granddad, Robert Toner Sr., uh, 82 years old, is currently isolating after getting COVID last weekend. I know he's listening uh, this morning. Could you send him wishes from his favourite granddaughter? I'm sure she's been very cheeky there, Sarah, of course. Uh, To Mr. Toner, happy Christmas to you and uh, mind yourself... um, a lot of love in for our, our dog story from earlier on as well. We'll get to some of that in a minute. But I uh, think a little uh, a little Christmassy number here. This is one, again, somebody I really enjoyed talking to during the year, Lady Gaga, uh, who sings beautifully with uh, Tony Bennett when he heard a kind of 1950s style, uh, as they do together on this. A beautiful sight. Tony, it's snowing. That's cute, cute, cute. Glad you're addressing the tears issue, says the text. I thought it was just me. I'm a people watcher. Older people in shops are making me cry inside and tear up. I can pretend it's my mask and the glass is causing it. Why, for the love of God, do people not tend to let elderly people or couples or singles, you know, it doesn't matter, go ahead of them in the queue anymore? Come on, people, step aside. Just let them get ahead. They've earned their stripes more than any of us. The t- the tears thing has really struck a chord this morning. So we'll, we'll, we'll uh, thank you for your, your stories and some of them are very, very touching and we'll keep it going uh, for the week. Not not necessarily, as I say, a, a maudlin, mawkish, a sad few days, but just stories of who we are and where we are uh, together. So let's do that. Uh, why don't we? And I've got emails in front of me as well I want to get to, but I've got to take a quick commercial break. Okay, hurtling towards uh, 10 o'clock, will you give a big Mila Mila Buikas a got to a legendary singer Damien Dempsey, who generously streamed his reduced capacity live concert at Vicar Street for free last night, says Siobhan. I'm sure those concerts have become um, like cult like status, and, and uh, people really get a lot of a lot out of those concerts. So, good on him, uh, Damien, one of the good guys. And I hope you enjoyed that, those of you who streamed it. 
We have so much uh, material here in terms of chats and places to go. So we're going to keep it all and we'll get through it tomorrow morning between 9 and 10. Stay with us. We're here till the 23rd. That's Thursday. So pretty much every day this week. And then Joe does the job on Christmas Eve. Obviously, he's got an extravaganza waiting for you on Christmas Eve, which I'm looking forward to already from my bed. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sorry. Uh, Claire Byrne standing by. Have a great day. The Ryan Tuberty Show. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player.